What's up, world? This is Ryan, this is the Bleach Daddy Podcast. Here we are, Monday, December 18th, one week out, out of, uh, outside of Christmas. Looking forward to Christmas. I got little ones. Anyone with little ones should be looking forward to Christmas. Real exciting. They're all stoked. You know, my two youngest, uh, my absolute youngest, he's all hopped up on that Santa life. My other youngest, you know, he's he's in uh, second grade now. We had a discussion, you know, because he doesn't believe, but he kind of, like, wants to believe. I don't know. But this is the last year for him with anything Santa-related. Won't end the Christmas excitement, though. And then the two oldest are fired up for it. They're just excited for Christmas, you know? Uh, my uh, My daughter, she absolutely loves Christmas. It's like her favorite time of year. And I don't know, it's just really cool and magical to see and to be around and the little ones make the holidays special, you know. But anyways, I want to talk a little NFL here. Eagles pick up a win versus the Giants. Ugly win. They were trailing like 20 to 7 or whatever. It is just a disaster. But luckily, the offense was really efficient. Nick Foles picking up right where Carson Wentz left off. He left some plays on the table, but overall, solid performance. Can't argue with four TDs and uh, no interceptions. You know, take that pretty much every week. But the defense now, two weeks in a row, looking ugly. You know, before that Rams game, I believe they had the number one rushing defense. If not number one, definitely top five, top three. And, my God, Orleans Darkwall was ripping off long runs. Like, Gurley, I mean, I, I could forgive them for letting letting Gurley have a big day. Because Gurley's Gurley, you know? And last year is looking like a total fluke. It's just looking like Jeff Fisher didn't know how to coach. And, you know, McVay's got those guys out there balling. And Gurley's a beast this year. But... Orleans Darkwa? I don't know. Not with that. The receivers tearing up the Eagles secondary. I mean, they gotta they gotta give Sidney Jones a long hard look at practice and see if it's worth activating him. Cause I think they have I think they have fourteen days from his first practice. So his first first practice was last week, so the week of Christmas they gotta make a decision. And, uh, I mean, I hope he, I hope he's good, man. hope he's good and they activate him. We can definitely use him for a playoff run, you know. Need all the help we could get. You can't, can't have receivers ripping off. I mean, these are like scrubs out there. And I know Eli's a future Hall of Famer, but I'm not a big Eli backer. I don't think, I think Eli's a little overrated. He's never been that great of a regular season quarterback. I know he's been on some good Giants teams and he comes up big in the fourth quarter and stuff like that, but it's not like I think all-time greats and I think Eli Manning, you know? He's definitely never reached his brother's territory, is what I'm saying. And, I don't know, you look at these teams in the NFC, NFC, a lot of good teams there. I mean, I think as the playoff picture stands today, you know, you got uh, you got the Falcons, number six seed. 
I mean, if they won their first round matchup against the Rams, which isn't far fetched, right? And they would go and they'd go into Philly and play Philly, and then you gotta gotta match up with Julio and Sanu. I mean, I know Sanu's not great, but Sanu's not bad either. Sanu's no scrub. You know, what if, uh, what if, um, in the NFC championship, conference championship, it's the Eagles and the Vikings, you know, you got Thielen and Diggs out there, so they got to figure out what's going on, they got to get their pass rush working again, now granted, the defense meet, made plays when it mattered, but I'm not with that bend, don't break stuff, you know what I mean, let's just not break at all, and then you have nothing to worry about. So I really hope the Eagles get their defense all shored up because that's what I'm more concerned with than anything. You know, I thought I thought it would be Nick Foles, but he's the least of the worries right now. The offense looks pretty efficient still. <clears throat> I would like to see Ajahi get a couple more carries. You know, tote the rock more. I mean, I think I think Ajahi needs to get 17 plus carries a game. He's definitely shown that he's the most effective back. I think you use him, you spell him with blunt occasionally, and you let that, and you let Clement uh, get his workload because Clement need Clement needs uh, five to ten touches a game, guaranteed. Whether it's through the passing game or or through the running game, that kid has shown a knack for making plays. You know. He he's great in short yardage too. You know, I almost think that uh, maybe you let him take over that blunt role because he seems to have a nose for an end zone, especially on those little swing passes. Makes magic happen. So I'd like to see Clement get five to ten touches a game, and Ajahi get like uh, seventeen to twenty, and then whatever's left over, you can give Blunt a couple carries here or there. You know, spell one of those guys after a big play or something, but. I don't know. I'm a little confused on, on that. They're still sorting it out, though. I mean, at the beginning of the year, he saw that Smallwood was getting uh, Clement's touches, and then it became clear that Clement is the better back than Smallwood. So now they just let that kid Clement rock. Clement looks solid. I hope they don't do nothing stupid next year. Let Pumphrey get in there and take Clement's spot because Clement earned it Pumphrey looked like a scrub in the preseason so I mean who knows what next year looks like but it's whatever I'm 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 pretty high on Clement and Ajahi I think I think they're short up there but that defense they need to fix that I know the defensive line's been good all year but you can't have those breakdowns and coverage and whatever the hell's going on I mean Darby Looking like Byron Maxwell 2.0 out there yesterday. That is no bueno. On a DFS talk, my football lineup got crushed yesterday. But I rushed the decision-making process. Didn't do any studying or research during the week. Had a half-ass attempt. Spent like a half hour in the morning. I was also uh, a little bit under the weather. Caught like a 24-hour bug yesterday. My uh, my daughter had one on Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday uh, morning. I got it Sunday morning, and uh, also the night prior. You know, uh, 
indulge in those adult cocktails because we had our Christmas party, our friend's Christmas party. And that was a lot of fun, but cut into my research time, you know? Woke up, I was sick uh, with this 24-hour bug that my daughter had, and I was also a little hungover. That led to not the greatest research process or time spent. I mean, I usually usually do put off my NFL research during the NBA season until last minute. But, like, I'll dive in Saturday night, you know, and spend two, three hours. And then wake up Saturday morning and spend another, like, one to three hours. So, you know, I'm looking to get three to six hours of... NFL research every week, you know, and, uh, I mean, literally crammed everything into like a half hour, 45 minutes, and it just, just led to some lackluster decisions. One of my, uh, bonehead moves was I was torn between Bell and Brown. I started, I started looking at, uh, some plus minuses of expected fantasy, um, points based on salary. And previous matchups against against uh, New England, and Brown was the more consistent, but the the sample size was two games, three games for Brown, two games for Bell. Bell had one good game, one bad game. Uh, Brown had two good games and one bad game. So I ended up rolling with Brown there, but also that's like contrary to like my whole roster building process, you know. If I'm going to spend money, I like to allocate more salary towards the running backs. They're more consistent. You know, they get more touches. I'd rather pay up for a running back. I like to, like, pay up for a running back. And and I usually roster three running backs. You know, I hit on Kenyon Drake. He was easy chalk. You know, he gets gets too many touches. And then, um... You know, I rostered Ajahi. I figured Ajahi's role would increase, especially since his yards per carry has been, like, I think it was seven last week, you know, against the Rams. And they don't give him enough touches, you know. So I thought that was thought that, I thought that that I was going to trend up, you know. You had Peterson talking about they're ready to give Ajahi a bigger workload in the week leading up to the Giants. I think he did end up with right around 15 touches yesterday. 12 to 15, but like I said, I want that number 17 to 20, you know. So I rostered Jahi, and uh, he didn't exactly underperform. He went uh, he went 2x, you know. I think I ended up with like 10 or 12 points, something, something like that by him. Definitely not a roster killer, but AB, you spend 9,300 or 9,100, whatever he was, and you end up with a uh, four fantasy points, something like that, your rosters aren't going to do too good. So that happened. That was a pitfall in my uh, decision-making process. The same with quarterback. I, I ended up rolling Ben. I only rolled Ben out because I rostered AB. And so, you know, the price matched or whatever. But at running back, I was looking hard at McCaffrey. He was popping in my models. And so was Cam. So I was originally rolling Cam and... uh McCaffrey out, and then uh, I, I liked the Jahi a lot, so Jahi was locked in, and then I moved on to Drake after I started, 
I mean, I like those two other guys that were at uh, 5K. What was it? Uh, Alex Collins. He was one of them. I can't remember the other guy I was looking Oh, I was looking at Mike Davis at 4K. I ended up rostering Mike Davis, which that was a mistake. You know, game flow didn't work out in that favor. Plus, been on Mike Davis for like two, three weeks now, and it really hasn't worked out for me. It's not like he has massive upside. You know, and then you start reading the touts around the industry, and they're like, oh, he's got massive upside. And you no, know he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Don't buy into that crap. He doesn't. Look at his game logs. You know, I know the touts are always like, oh, the game log watchers. Don't look at game logs. Well, you look at his game logs, and you can see upside. Uh, it's not there. It's not there. The dude, you know, it's not like he's got, like, a, like he's a full-featured back. He just doesn't get it. So, like, unless he's in the 3K range, definitely not rostering him. Oh, and then my punt at uh, at wide receiver was Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith actually been getting a decent amount of targets the last couple weeks. Granted, Carson Wentz was at quarterback, so I don't know. Carson was trying to get him involved more. It looked like uh, my man, Big Dick Nick Foles, over there. He, he really liked going to Aguilar. Aguilar, I think, led the team in targets. Him, Ertz, which is good. I mean, Alshon. Alshon got his red zone work. Alshon's been quietly consistent, too, all year. I mean, even even a slow start of the season. I mean, he's putting up n- not massive numbers, but he gets you like 15 DK points, like clockwork. You know? So that's not too bad for cash games considering his price tag i don't know what his price tag is this week but he was under 6k um for the past couple weeks now i want to say so 15 points not so bad i'd go to bed with that you know mid-range receivers honestly is what i look and i always like to take a punt at a wide receiver it looks like the punt play was keelan cole man that dude performing light work out there he got dirty. I think he led all receivers in uh, fantasy points. And obviously, for the main slate, uh, if you had Gurley, you were winning dough. Man, so... Yeah, but I wish I stuck with my gut and uh, rostered Cam and McCaffrey. I was also looking at Nick Foles, because on my uh, cash game lineup, I also did roster Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jay Ajahi. So, obviously, if I thought those three guys were going to have decent games, I should have just rostered Nick Foles. I just felt like he was overpriced at 5500 But, as we saw, that Eagles offense, very efficient, and it moves on. So, I mean, you get Nick Foles throwing uh, four TDs, you know that system's good. Plus, I mean, look at the way that Carson Wentz has been playing all year. Jeez, it works. I mean, they got to... They got a lot of numbers. It's good to see Ertz getting back involved in the Philly offense. Um, I'll probably give him a look this week against the Raiders. Oh, but they're not even on the main slate, so that's a bummer. But whatever. So those are some, that's the main mistake I made was going uh, Bell over Brown because then then I would have went cheap at uh, wide receiver I would have been in that like 5k range um, considering what I had at running back but like 
oh, you live and you learn, right? So this week, I won't make the same mistake twice, though. I mean, it is a busy holiday weekend. We got Christmas Eve. Definitely cutting into research time. I also noticed this week, with a lack of amount of research time, I ended up playing some guys and some guys that were popping out of, uh, of my models and during my minimum research time this week. A lot of other players who typically aren't that sharp, um, they they were on some of the plays. So that really, I knew I was doomed right from there. I, you know, at first I thought, oh, maybe they're getting better or it's getting harder as the season wears on. You know, I mean, that has a little something to do with it, but also I made some donkey moves, you know. Donkey moves get you donkey results, and uh, that's what happened with my my DFS lineup this week. You know, I'll be on the basketball this week again. I don't know. I don't know when. I think I'm going to take the night off today. I didn't play basketball on uh, Sunday, yesterday. And on Saturday, I didn't do any research. I, I played like a dollar GPP and threw a lineup together in the morning. But, you know, I was having my, uh, we were having our Christmas party. So my wife and I had a lot to do around the house. So I knew I wasn't going to have any DFS time. So I kept it at that and just made a dart throw in the morning. That didn't pan out. Never does in basketball. You really got to be up on everything leading up to lock if you're not on if you're not building your basketball lineup like an hour before lock half hour before lock you ain't winning you know so that's how that rolled out for me on the world of crypto bitcoin flirting with 20k over the weekend making some magic happen pretty pretty stabilized actually you know and uh you look i mean I think Ethereum Classic was going ham, going off. Um, Litecoin's been up and down. Ethereum's had uh, had a little bit of uh, some decent returns, but nothing like groundbreaking. You know, like six five percent. I think it averaged out over the weekend. As we know, that's good. That's good for a weekend in the stock market. But in crypto, geez, I mean, you're talking sometimes. 50% returns. Ripple went nuts at the end of the last week. That is crazy. I couldn't believe it. Especially when, you know, um, Ripple's not decentralized, you know. It's primarily owned. And then there was an article I read this morning that was, I want to say it was Coindesk? I don't know. Or Cointelegraph? One of those, one of those coin sites I read this article this morning talking about what makes sense for Amazon is Ripple, and it made a lot of compelling arguments for for the case of uh, Ripple. You know, the the fees are cheap. It's also it. I know it spiked recently, but if you follow Ripple, you know it's a pretty stagnant, monotonous cryptocurrency. Just because it's centralized and those guys can flood the market with coins to kind of control the price but you know who knows what their target is whether it's ten dollars a ripple coin or a dollar a ripple coin either way i mean they're almost there geez i think it was like 80 90 cents reached highs of over the weekend so that's wild 
But um, yeah, low transaction fees, the speed of the transaction, a lot different than Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin, you're looking at a mining fee of like 10 bucks. So you're going to pay a 10 buck premium on whatever it is that you're buying. I don't think so. You know, that's why people hold Bitcoin. And it's also why I don't think Bitcoin is going to be the end all be all for, for coins. Could be wrong. Who knows? But could always hold value and it could be something like gold end up like you know i mean that's what they say right bitcoin's the gold of crypto so could end up something like that but as it comes to like daily use who knows i've read articles saying bitcoin cash is the solution i mean there's all different types but something that uh really stuck out with me today was um that ripple article I made some compelling arguments and i think it was worth looking into so just just Google Ripple Amazon. I'm sure the article will come up. Anyways, that's all I got for today. Everyone be merry in the holiday spirit. Keep moving on. Stay positive. Get your physical fitness on too. Right now, as I'm recording this, um, I'm walking. I just have my phone. So if the, article, if the audio quality sucks, that's why. But I don't care. I'm getting my walk on, you know. Walked over a mile now since I've been recording this. So that's good, and then I'm going to go home and uh, pump some iron. So get your physical fitness on. Drink lots of water. i got to get my diet under control. These holidays have just sent me downward and out of control. Luckily, I have been working out since Thanksgiving pretty consistently six days a week. But man, the diet has not matched. I'm eating cookies. I'm eating cake. No bueno. No bueno. I got to get the chicken breast, brown rice, veggies, and egg whites. I got to get on that. You know, got to get my paleo on. I was thinking about getting back on paleo or doing like a... Mark Sisson came out with a book recently, that ketogenic reset diet or whatever. And uh, I was thinking about picking that up and doing that, start the new year. Or, you know, every year or two, once, uh, once Lent rolls around, I usually do something health-wise for that. So, but anyways, just getting sidetracked there. Just want to make sure that everyone tries their best to stay fit and healthy and uh, have a great day. All right, guys. Until next week. Take care.